sometimes if I think too much about it, because like I, I struggle with focus regardless of what I'm doing. Yeah. Sometimes like if I'm having sex and I'm just like, what's what sound am I supposed to make? Obviously, it usually just comes out natural. It doesn't. It's not pleasant. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense, but it's just like it does. Whatever. It comes out natural. It's not pleasant. Like I just imagine you being like, ah! <laughs> it's not like that. No. Um, oh boy. I have things. I also have a thing. Do you want to go? I also have time? a thing. No, but I just go for it. I just wanted to. I say have multiple that. things, so I'm gonna try to get them out before I forget again. Okay. One. Um. We. When we were doing where you were remote, Coco, mm-hmm. uh, we had to clap to like sync up the uh, oh yeah yeah the, the feeds or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I recently saw um, a post on Reddit that says clapping for the dog man, <laughs> and I. <laughs> but I don't think it's like cheeks. No, because I also read this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I our podcast has. Um, tainted my mind yeah uh-huh. uh, because that's not what they were talking about but then i also thought like that's a weird synchronicity that we like because they were talking about you clap three times i was like that's what we were fucking doing to like yeah, sync up true. our shit were we were we clapping for the dog man oh yeah i mean that's weird though we clap for all cryptids i think yeah it's true <laughs> we will clap we will cryptids. clap and we will clap okay and then okay second thing make him clap make him clap um i Kept dropping the ball, but like a person on Twitter drew some like really funny, like little drawings for um, after they listened to uh, the Woodbooker episode. Oh, yeah. And like, we oh, that's were, right. you did send those to us. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I don't know if we can. Well, I, I wanted to post them, but then I remembered, oh, well, social media is really shitty about. Um, I posted them to the Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You did. But not but I, the other places. But I wanted to give a shout out to the person that like actually drew them. And I kept like dropping the ball on that and forgetting to do it. So I have remembered today. So go to Twitter and follow Hot Bubble Fruit. Spelled the way those words are spelled Hot <laughs> bubble, fruit. bubble Fruit. Hot Bubble Fruit. Um, it's a good they name. did such a fucking good job on this. I absolutely love the drawings that they did for the um for the woodbooker. Very mm-hmm. good. Very nice. Yeah. We love it. Appreciate. Also, we um just got a Twitter. I just made it. Not a Twitter. No. You've been We're doing the other that. one. Uh, the other one. The TikTok. The TikTok. Oh the, the Gen Z one. We we, we yeah. have to actually like produce material for TikTok. Yeah, but gonna... here's the thing. Like, if our pervert fans are on TikTok. Will you please just send it's Love at First Sighting Podcast? That's the name of it. It might just be Love at First Sighting Pod. Can't remember. You'll get there. Um, <laughs> please send us stuff that we can repost. Send us stuff that maybe we can put some audio over, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. silly things. But up, but up, but up, but up, but up. News update. Oh my oh. God. Uh, hey, I'm sure most of y'all listening out there and maybe the people in this room know this, but uh, supposedly uh, in the Mexico's Congress, um, two alien corpses were supposedly shown. Oh. Yeah, have y'all seen this? I have no. not fucking seen this. How did I miss that? Actually, I think Coco, you, you sent a thing to us earlier that was like, um, the alien corpses as cake. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that led- a reference to this. So oh, this okay. is a article. I mean, I'm sure it's on many news sources, but this is coming from NPR of all places. Okay. A UFO, a UFOologist claims to sh- show two. <laughs> a- what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to look at something. Bang, my fucking bong, phone keeps hitting the 
spring. I just, I just wanted to look at something. You're good. It's okay. Uh, okay, so a UFOologist claims to have shown two alien corpses to Mexico's Congress. Um, this comes to us, obviously, from Mexico City. Mexico's Congress heard testimony from experts who study extraterrestrials on Tuesday. And the hearing started with a huge surprise. Uh, Jamie Masson, if that's pronounced correctly, a self-described ufologist. Man, that word's so hard. Ufologist? So I, always, I always say ufo- ufologist. ufologist. Ufologist is what I usually say. I yeah. don't know why I always put the ufo. I, mean, I guess because I'm so used to nonsense. saying ufo. You study unidentified flying objects. You don't usually shorten a thing and then turn it into the beginning of like a, a Latin sure. root. Like it's just weird, but whatever. Sure. Ufologist. Anyway, you know, a person likes the UFOs. <laughs> Brought two <laughs> caskets into the congressional chambers. Uh, as he spoke, two men uncover the caskets to reveal two quote-unquote bodies. The quote-unquote is my editorializing. <laughs> uh, the corpses look like white. They looked like white and kind of stereotypical depictions of aliens. Big head, little body, three fingers. Uh, supposedly this guy said he found them in Peru in 2017 are estimated to be a thousand years old. Wait. They're like preserved like, body yeah, like yeah, fully yeah. preserved like mummified oh okay um in peru. Th- huh in peru we found them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean that like i know uh like in the andes for sure anyway there's a culture where they they do the head oh the head binding, binding. And so oh, like, yeah the different groups that's actually a really good point talked about it being a i'm always hesitant with like any historical uh native like connections to aliens like i'm always just like okay but why are we talking like i no i don't know that it's aliens i just think that that's probably what these corpses are uh, probably um oh that makes sense okay i see what you're saying yeah yeah one of the bodies had been pregnant he claimed okay um he said these are not mummies these are complete bodies that have been have not been manipulated speaking under oath uh, he claimed the bodies were non-human. Well, that means he can't lie. I know. <laughs> it's. I mean, that's the. It's, what is it? The the circle of truth. I mean, it's like a powerful spell that they cast. <laughs> Impossible to lie under the oath. Um, God's oath. <laughs> Masson and others have presented similar claims about alleged alien remains in the past. Scientists have dismissed them as either ancient Peruvian mummies, mm-hmm. as Jim said. Mm-hmm. Or manipulated mummies. Um, during Tuesday's hearing, a forensic expert and a military doctor walked the Congress through scans of the alleged alien bodies. And so they did like full body scans and all that business. Um, he alleged that aliens had big brains and big eyes, which allowed for a wide stereoscopic vision. And they lacked teeth, so they likely only drank and did not chew. That's a weird one. I feel like I've seen that before, too. Like I mean, the, yeah, the little yeah. slit mouths. Yeah, but like sense. only being drinkers. able to like drink. We only drink goo. Goo. <laughs> Give me your goo. goo. Give me your goo. <laughs> we, <laughs> we survive exclusively off other species semen. <laughs> we will gum you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. I've um, hurt my own feelings. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it goes on and on. But um, basically, yeah. So some person claimed to have shown a congressional hearing alien bodies. They look like fucking paper mache. I'm there. I said it. <laughs> they look like fucking. The I'm pap- this shit when right Jim now, and I were in, oh, in high school. Like that's why this you is, hate paper mache. I fucking hate <laughs> I paper love mache. It didn't hurt me. It 
we I wasn't traumatized enough. I guess. Our high school always made the art department create decorations for prom, despite the fact that, like, you know, like we're it's just free labor. It's exploitive free child labor because I was under the age of 18. I was a minor and I had to create these giant fucking Egyptian cats out yeah. of paper mache. Absolutely. Oh, and then we did tiki, giant tiki dudes one year. <sighs> yeah, that's problematic in its own way. And it's just like. It makes me still mad to this day when I think of paper mache. I'm just like, I want to be doing other things. Like, why am I doing free labor? Hey, this is the word to the wise. Young and old, don't do free labor. Fuck that. <laughs> also, these aliens are fake. <laughs> I'm mad. Hey, next time somebody asks you to do something, tell them to fuck themselves. <laughs> like, show me the money. Show me the money, motherfucker. Anyway, that's my cold open. I'm done. <laughs> I, I have I have looked up these beautiful oh my god uh beings they look like paper mache made out of like egg cartons yeah there's some there's many interesting like that fucking hip bones like it's got they have like these wide winged hip bones that are like i guess the idea is supposed to be that the torso is collapsed from mummification yeah yeah into this like really narrow stock but then there's like no rib cage which I guess you know it's alien. Maybe right. it doesn't have one, but just uh, a lot of this structure doesn't really make sense to a like functioning body to me. Yeah, I mean I'm probably working too hard on this. Can yeah. you send me the picture? I'll look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, all all fun and aggression aside, like it it just seems suspect. And you know, I think it's always good, regardless of where you stand on the belief spectrum, to have. A uh, bit of skepticism. Yeah, like don't yeah. don't go into things not like wanting to be logical yeah. or like <sighs> question everything. I mean, it's good. I feel like sure. Yeah, it's good. You should question everything, whether it's aliens or like you know, capitalist hellscape. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. you question it so you can have a better future. This is how we grow. We question the yeah. things around yeah. us. That's a. Uh, um, I saw. Now I'm understanding why. This was also on my like feed today. It was an old sketch from Whitest Kids You Know, where he's like up doing a press conference in front of everyone. He's like, yeah, and we just think it might be connected to like an intergalactic uh, military group. And so, or intergalactic wizards, I think is what he says. And like one of the guys is like, wizards? He's like a reporter. And another reporter is like, um, just a, a quick like shot in the dark, just question here. Are we invading Iran today? <laughs> and the guy, the guy at the podium is like, quiet for a moment. You got me. Oh, you got me. Oh, yeah. I, I went a little too hard on the. Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, okay. You got me. <laughs> I mean, such a good fucking joke back then. And wow, does it hold up? Sure oh. does. Sure yeah. does. That's that's what I'll say about that. Age is like a fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh. devastating when you watch like a sketch from an old show, and it's like more accurate now than it was then mm. i guess yeah. that's that like uh you know dystopian thing mm -hmm. <laughs> well the problem is, is people think of dystopian like writing as being like someone dreaming up some situation and it's like well no they literally just looked at what was going on and slightly exaggerated yeah and that is a pretty good indicator of what is coming like that's kind of how things go <laughs> yeah i think the thing is with like real reality and dystopia versus like the fictional version it's like the realistic version is a little less flashy and maybe mm -hmm. sometimes less obvious those 
lately it feels more obvious. Yeah. Because people just saying shit out loud. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, because like it feels much bigger in a novel, the things that they're doing, because they are kind of exaggerating for a literary effect. But it's like these things are happening, like surveillance mm-hmm. and all this shit and face recognition and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we don't need to get too deep into it, but like, you want to get deep state? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, you know, this is the funny har har hour. Uh-huh. So yeah. we don't need to, we don't need to bust out, but yeah, turn into some like crazy conspiracy. Sure. I mean, it's, it's real shit. It's not really conspiracy know, at this point. I've watched a interesting video about, um, fashion that kind of, uh, is purposely made to, uh, block and, uh, jam like oh yeah surveillance stuff oh, like yeah. face recognition right, it's and, like a, like makeup looks that like and like shirts yeah. and like glasses and it's all, all about that. like asymmetry and yes and, and bright color changes and yeah yeah, yeah. Like, contrast they were talking about like how like certain patterns like if you wear them like the rec- the software the ai can't recognize your human thinks you're a giraffe <laughs> i'm like that's fun that's fun <laughs> i know the only downside is the act of convincing the ai that you're not a person is the single greatest way to be noticed by every actual person in the area yeah it's like, <laughs> it's you, like you evade one source the, of the cameras won't notice me but all the police will <laughs> <laughs> like they're still out there the humans are still out there with eyes looking <laughs> with uh, eyeballs and eyeballs and they watching got, they got their eyeballs mm-hmm. on um <laughs> all right shall we do the thing yeah Okay, cool. Uh, hello. Welcome to Love at First Sighting. Uh, sex positive, kink friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. My name's Joyce. My pronouns are she, they. I'm your resident cryptid researcher bringing the monster book report, not deep state. Deep state? <laughs> deep state? Deep state? Deep state? <laughs> also joining me is my horny comrade, Jim. Oh, hey, I'm Jim. I'm they, them, and I'm here to read monster porn. I love this. I love this for us. Also joining us, clap, 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 clap. In the flesh is Coco. Hi, my name's Coco. I'm he, him. I have flesh and and it's full of lust. Uh, I'm horny and want to learn. Come on, babies, let's do this. I love it. I'm glad we're all together. Yeah. Okay. It feels good. It feels feels right. Feels nice. Feels Feels safe. Yeah. It's gorgeous day where we are at. It's gorgeous. It's It's too hot. I want to die. <laughs> it is hot. Every day I, I wake oh, up. Well, I guess and I you think, did come from like Alaska. Yeah. So. And it's just every day I wake up and I feel the air and I'm like, this is hell. This is hell state. I mean, and I hate comparatively, this, this I is a gorgeous ass. Week. That's true. Well, the other thing is, so I, that like spinal injury that I have mm-hmm. is causing some issues with my body's. So my nervous system has basically kind of forgotten a little bit or like, it's a little bit slow on the uptake when it comes to raising my blood pressure. Mm. So like if I stand up really quick, like it has trouble catching up and I can get like really kind of dizzy. And on top of that, it means that like my body's having trouble regulating its temperature. So like because I the like blood vessels are just kind of doing their thing is yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. they fucking feel like rather than like activating at the right time. So when I'm hot, I'm just like, there's no reprieve. There's nothing like I'll just like lay on the floor and just like kind of half cry. Just like, please, please cool down. Buddy hot. Oh, buddy hot. Oh, buddy, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Speaking of brains today, we're going to talk about the brain tickler of Riverside or what? also known as the Riverside Bridge Monster. I thought might as well do it since we talked about it last time. That's yeah. true. I love that I always managed to accidentally say something kind of related. <laughs> 
you you have a knack for kind of jumping ahead, you mm-hmm. know, jumping the gun. That's just who I am as a person. I'm a gun <laughs> jumper. <enough>. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I you know also like there's been a lot of references to Pumpkinhead recently on the show, and like this this monster has a Pumpkinhead esque vibe. Uh, you know, he is six feet tall. He is a lanky entity with a pumpkin shaped head. Hmm. So it's me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know if I would say your head is shaped like a pumpkin. No, I just have a, a cute round cheeks. <laughs> you got that cute round face. You do have a little cute yeah, round face. Yeah. yeah. It's more Not quite heart a pumpkin. shaped. Yeah. Heart shaped. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a, a different kind of gourd. I could pull off pumpkin head. <laughs> well, I'm looking at your face shape and I'm like, well, it's not pumpkin. It's not pumpkin, but it's a, a it's Like a maybe gourdish. those like taller, like thinner pumpkins, more slimmed pumpkin. The slim pumpkin. Them, them they slim. call me slim pumpkin. <laughs> DJ slim pumpkin over here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, Off to a good start. I'm keeping everybody on track. I That's perfect. Um, as I said, he is lanky boy. Uh, his limbs are elongated, ending in long claws. Its skin is scaly, sometimes said to be leaf-like. Which just is like me. Six it's foot is not, not tall enough. Okay. In my mind. Like, sure. But like, I guess For like. For their limbs to be lo- elongated? Well, it's like, they're six feet tall. But their arm span is Yeah, their six, arms could be like, like longer seven. than that. But oh, like okay. height, like standing up. like Again, okay. kind of like me. My wingspan is like 6'3", 6'4", <laughs> but I'm only six feet tall. This is wild okay. shit. I'm, I'm getting scared. Um, what color are your eyes? Because my sources say it has a protruding mouth and glowing green eyes. Uh, they, I have green in my eyes. It's like green, blue, gold. Okay. They look green if I have green behind me. They look blue if yeah, I have blue. They're not glowing, though. Mm, and they look on. slate if I'm in front of orange. You don't hear about glowing green eyes a lot. It's usually like red or yeah, orange. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, I, I thought, like it. Green eyes. Yeah. Oh, a, green, a green-eyed devil. Ooh. Mm. Um, Whisk me away. <laughs> but like, I you love know, green eyes. Sorry. That no, was okay. Um, but yeah, I think like as far as the creature's proportions, think about like Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. That's, that's exactly a pretty, what I was. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty huh. accurate description. Okay. You know, obviously this creature has eyes. Um, but yeah, don't love it. <laughs> you know, don't don't don't. So it's white. We'll get to that, but I don't okay. think it's white. Okay. Um, I was just mostly talking about the proportions, okay. like to think about the scale of things. I'm just saying, if you think about it, big lanky boy, long arms. That's a lot of hugging that that little guy can do. Oh, he can do yeah. about all the sweet embracing. He can hug a uh, what's a group of people? I don't know. A crowd. <laughs> he could hug a crowd. He could hug a whole <laughs> crowd. I was gonna say he could hug a classroom, but I was like, that's creepy and bad. Yeah. Let's not say that. I've been teaching again this week, so my brain is like in <laughs> classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't hug. No. Children. Don't hug children. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Not even your I own. Mean, you, you, sh- you should if you're the no. parent they want to be hugged. Don't yeah. hug your child. <laughs> oh, no. Don't listen to him. Okay. So, anyway, Riverside Monster, uh, also known as the Riverside Bridge Monster or the Brain Tickler. A Riverside, great name. We love it. He's a long boy that was first encountered by Charles Wetzel on November 8th, 1958. Okay. Later went on to make famous pretzels. Pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I like the gem was right there with uh, me. Fully ready. Are those those honey mustard cover ones? Uh, Wetzel's pretzels? I No. Oh, I'm thinking something else, I guess. 
I can't remember if they do. No, you're thinking of like the little chunk ones that have yeah, like yeah. honey mustard. No, that's not Wetzel. Oh, okay. I don't remember who that is. I'm not a big pretzel th- person. Those are delicious. It just depends. Yeah. It depends. Yeah, I like yeah. me a big old squishy warm pretzel. Oh, God, yeah. Mm, covered uh, in salt. Mm-hmm. Give me that salt, Betty. <laughs> that state fair energy over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Pretzel Wetzel uh, was making his way home when he hit a string of bad luck, you could say, as he neared the point where North Main Street crosses the Santa Ana River. My stomach is growling. Uh, He found that the river was overflowing across the road and slowed his vehicle. Suddenly, he noticed that the radio signal was drowned out by static. This is in California? Yes. Okay. And his car started to sputter. You know, real horror movie shit. Yeah. Uh, Typical. Um, anywho, as Charles was coming to terms with his car troubles, suddenly something leapt out of the roadside brush and landed in front of his car. Per his report, it had a round, scarecrowish head, like something out of Halloween. I guess the holiday, not the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't human. It had longer arms than anything I'd ever seen. When it saw me in the car, it reached all the way back to the windshield and began clawing at me. No. Oh, so we're <laughs> talking like eight foot wingspan, nine foot yeah, wingspan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's it's some got some long, long arms. arms. Um, it didn't have any ears. The face was all round. The eyes were shining like something fluorescent, and it had a protuberant mouth. People love that word, by the way. They do. This is like the third or fourth time during a cryptid report where it's protuberant. I feel like somebody says something else and they're getting like requoted as protruding or like someone was like, oh, what's the word for this protuberant? But like, what, how's it protruding? Is it a beak? Is it big puffy duck lips? Is it huge teeth that are sticking out? So this is, this is actually, um, these are all good questions. Um, my report might answer this, but I don't remember offhand if it does. Okay. Um, we'll see. valid. Um, he would later... Uh, also recall that the thing's legs stuck out sideways from the body and the skin looked scaly or like leaves, as I mentioned earlier. Hmm. Um, so I guess like the scales, maybe like the way that they're layered, maybe had like a almost like a leafy kind of vibe. You know what I mean? OK. Yeah. Kind of camouflage. Yeah. 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 I'm imagining kind of like the scales on a like a copperhead or something. They have yes. That, perfect. Like, Thank you. Um, tunnel that looks like broken up leaves yes so yeah i think that's kind of where the disconnect is in the whole leaf description um yeah but the lanky figure uh screeched as it continued to claw at the windshield of charles's car Mm -mm. in response he reached for a 22 caliber pistol he kept under the seat though quickly changed his mind and decided to floor the gas pedal instead yeah as the vehicle accelerated the thing went tumbling off the hood onto the ground after successfully throwing the creature from the car, Charles decided to take no chances and ran the being over. He was cited saying he could feel the scraping underneath and heard more screaming and gurgling from the creature as he drove. Hopefully that wasn't a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really hope that wasn't like a dude in camo. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like a leaf man. Now, now I don't think many human beings have like an eight foot like I'm just saying, arm. But if you're scared, you see some weird shit. Sure. Or if you're tripping. Well, whatever he started dragging under him, he took his ass straight to the nearest Riverside police station. Uh, when asked why he didn't use his firearm, he said... He didn't want to risk opening the windows or destroying the only barrier between him and the entity. Right. Uh, wise indeed. Smart. Yeah. That's yeah. oddly, extremely, yeah. It's yeah. at least a very good excuse. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. 
Um, aside, Plus, it's a twenty-two. I mean, you can kill something with it, but not easily. I'm not think. a gun person. I that's a pistol, right? This said that. Well, I yeah. read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a pistol. It's a pistol. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, aside from Charles's very visible fear, uh, police officers noted scratches on the hood and windshield and smears along the oil-covered underside. But they found nothing when they returned to the scene with bloodhounds. Said oil covered underside? Um, yeah, like smears. I guess like maybe they're like fancy, fancy word play because I, I like took bits from reports. Yeah. I think they're just trying to be the flower covered underside. Of yeah. His- okay. Yes, like a book. Old okay. truck. Well, that's what I was wondering if it was like oil from the creature, like. And maybe that's what they meant, but. You know, oily, like little oily boy. I, I wouldn't trust a oil on yeah. a car because it's like it's kind of part of cars in cars. Um, <laughs> so anyway, before I get distracted, uh, the very next night, another spooked driver reported a similar experience in the same area. I was unable to really find much from this encounter. I did see an article from a local newspaper after the second run in with this thing. The headline read monster or joker. Thing faces bullet. And it goes on to insinuate that the thing is like in real danger of being shot, whether man or beast. Uh, so hmm. um, on November 12th of that same year, a motorist at Baseline and Meridian Avenue flagged down a policeman and quoted, began babbling incoherently of a scaly monster. The eyewitness would report it was dark and risen from the ground. Hmm. Um and then there was another report of a woman who claimed to have been awakened by a loud roar. And when she looked out her window, uh, she said she saw a large monster bounding into the darkness. But I didn't couldn't find a lot of descriptions of her large monster. So it could be yeah. related, could not. Okay. You know, based on my research, there were other people who notified the police claiming to have seen the figure. In a different newspaper article, a deputy was quoted as saying, I guess we'll have to make another search for it. It seems like everyone but us has seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, again, cops aren't very useful, so I'm not surprised. It's, it's like a funny thing to hear, but also like not surprised that a cop wasn't able to find anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jim, you're going to have a fit with this factoid. Oh, okay. But uh, after the initial sighting, there were some strange footprints found. Can you guess how many toes they had? Oh, could Fucking- I? Would it be maybe three? Yes, you're right. Ding, 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 ding. Why? Three again. Because it's birds. Because it's always fucking <laughs> it's, birds. It's always owls. It's always a goddamn bird walking around. And somebody had a full fucking panic attack about a poor fucking stork that they ran over. They killed some beautiful crane. And we're just like, ah, what is that? <laughs> Some majestic heron. It had oh. it had leaf like hair on its body. You mean, you mean feathers? <laughs> Do you mean you killed a fucking bird? Its arms were so long, like wings, man. Did they have fucking wings? Oh shit! Uh, the footprints. It had a protuberant mouth. It yeah, didn't have a protuberant. Oh, this is a fucking bird. They killed a fucking bird. Everybody's terrified of this crane. Probably. Oh. A- Poor fucking crane. It was just like a group of cranes came to town and just got the shit kicked out. <laughs> like, why? Oh, these footprints uh, were found by a couple of kids <laughs> near the site of the encounters. Uh, the footprints were said to indicate an odd stride and were erratically spaced. Each print was about a foot long. But I mean, of course they are. They are 
footprints after all walk walk oh, oh my god you, did, you, did someone say that or is that you doing that's that? me no, <laughs> you, shit. did you write that down <laughs> you did didn't you? <laughs> you, you you read that from your You're, notes i don't want to reveal all my jokes <laughs> to the world i love that that was I, like a stored up like <laughs> Look, I got the bad brain and I have to remember things and like because like otherwise I'd just be boring like reading you a bunch of facts. I gotta no, write down I'm, my jokes I'm, in the moment. I'm not bashing no, I your love process. It. I'm not even bashing the joke. I just it's it's just funny as yeah. context. Yeah. Oh um Maybe this will make you happy, but um, the footprints ended up being a hoax uh, mm. since the two boys that reported it were later caught in the act using fake monster feet they purchased from a costume shop. Well. But yeah, like all good things, this had to come to an end. Eventually, the brain tickler fever would die down. As far as cryptids in the sort, this area has been quiet since the incidents, except in the 70s when Bigfoot tracks were discovered nearby. Where are those um, kids at? <laughs> are these two children linked <laughs> maybe they were roommates who knows <laughs> um i don't know um i didn't find any i didn't really research too hard the bigfoot aspect because we changed creatures I mean, yeah, fuck yeah, that. yeah i've got time <laughs> for shit about this <laughs> yeah next time um another thing worth noting is that uh, a lot of indigenous folks from this region uh, used to tell tell tales of devils that they referred to as the Taquits before colonization. Uh, these devils were said to have, have come from a mountainous region near the Santa Ana's uh, headwaters. Uh, this spot is now a Boy Scouts of America campsite. Yeah, of course it is. Um, oh the mountains in this area have also been dug up with tunnels for various construction and utility purposes. So maybe they dug up something they shouldn't have. Hmm. Or those Boy Scouts are just annoying the piss out of some cryptids. Um, very possible, very possible, but yeah. Um, before we get the theories, um, I have to address the elephant in the room. Why the hell is this thing referred to as the brain tickler? Right, I, uh, you were talking, and it was like, uh, So, do you have a thing? Because I was gonna say, Well, all I was gonna say is like, I saw one reference, one resource, or one source calling it this, but I couldn't figure out why I didn't say why. This was really bugging me, and like, I was just like, the only thing I could think of is like, because it has long fingers. Yeah. But like, I couldn't find out why or where it got its name or who gave it the name. So, a brain tickler is a like conundrum. So like, you can say like, that's a real brain tickler. Oh, yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. when you're trying to like figure something out, and you're like, I don't know, I can't figure it out. I'm like, yeah, it's a real brain tickler. It's I've heard that before. And like brain teaser is something yeah, yeah. people would say more, but yeah. like that. So my guess is it's like no one knew what it was and it kind of became like a joke term for it. Like this real mm. brain tickler. It's a real brain tickler. Yeah. But it's a terrible, terrible name for it because I assume that this thing is like the single most violent, terrifying creature I could possibly imagine. Like they put their long fingers in your ear. Or nose or, or eye little or little mouth yeah, or whatever it is. They'll be tickling in there. And they just wiggle up under your brain. Uh, a um, long, slender appendage, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> long, dark appendage. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, I like that theory better than my theory. Like, because, yeah, I couldn't find out why it was called that. And it was like really just one 
uh, source that named yeah. it that. Um, so, eh. I don't know. Yeah, but theories, pranksters, Hollywood special effects, artists gone rogue. Bird. Barnow. Bird. Bird. Uh, someone was quoted as theorizing a monkey-faced owl. I don't know. Mm. Well. Well. <laughs> um, Google. Uh, aliens, cryptid, reptilian, devil, demon. I don't know. Something. Some guy named Kyle. Some guy named Kyle. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Um, that that's the brain tickler. What came up is a barn owl. I mean, it's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful owl. It looks nothing like a fucking monkey. <laughs> we have very strong monkey thoughts here on this show. <laughs> we have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. I um, generally say. Um, that if I have enough time to sit with something, I'll form an opinion about it. Oh yeah. That's actually, uh, I read a thing recently. It was about a game for neurodivergent friends where everyone writes down like a subject and puts it into a hat. And then like the game is that you draw from the hat and you, the person drawing reads it and then now has to go on a rant about it for like a certain period of time. And it like you have to like nonstop rant about it in whatever way you need to do. So it's just like five minutes starting now. No stops. Go. Five minutes is a bit long, but you get the idea. Like, yeah, yeah. I often really wonder like how people stand to be my friend because I often <laughs> go on rants and it's like I just it's a bullet train that I don't even want to be on. But like it just won't stop. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be here either. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Mer- Lord mercy. I don't want to be on this train, but here we go. My <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just it. You just can't. You gotta. Yeah. The train, the train's leaving the station, you know, you getting <laughs> yeah. on or you're getting off. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm into it. It's like there's certain subjects when people bring them up. Like, it's. <sighs> Yeah, like I'll just I'll go and I I don't even know that I'm doing it or that I'm getting worked up. It'll be about something that's like so unnecessary for me to have gotten this like worked up about my my famous one. is like that aliens are going to come and like kill us all for our like planets um, material and and like just fucking hate. It's just such a stupid. No, I refuse to think that aliens are going to come to Earth to get water. And go past the Oort Belt, which is fucking full of billions of gallons of water just floating around that require no fighting, no effort whatsoever. Just, just there's water everywhere. Why would you want to come here to get it and like have to even kind of fight something, even if you're oh, like overpowered? Like, which is what a waste of time and effort. Not, not only that, <laughs> but I think by the time the aliens get here. The world is basically going to be like a grocery store during a snowstorm. There ain't going to be nothing <laughs> left for them to take. Yeah. It's going to be a wasted trip. Yeah. Yep. So just aliens, if you're listening, don't waste your time just here. Don't. There's just not going to be shit when you get here. Nope. <laughs> nope. Woohoo. <laughs> you know, climate crisis. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with my part. So y'all can talk about horny stuff now if you want. Okay. <laughs> talk about horny stuff. Well, all right. I before we get there, I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, it was it's an anecdote about what happened. So I was in Alaska, and there was a moment where we were all sitting around the table, and the subject of cryptids kind of got brought up. Okay, and mm. some people were talking about them, and there was a great moment where someone was like, "Well, I don't know any cryptids from this area or whatever. I can't even remember what it ended up being. Sorry, I wish I could get more detail, but." 
they were like, I don't even know cryptids from this or like, I don't think we have them. And I was like, oh no, you got them. <laughs> they're, they're like, what? I was like, oh, and I said one, I think it was the Van Meter monster. That's yeah. what it was. So Cause like, I was like, oh, Iowa. I, Iowa yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, no, they do. Like they're up there. And then we were like talking about it um, a little bit. <laughs> and then eventually I was just like, no, I, I, I have a podcast about cryptids. <laughs> they were like, oh, okay. And uh, we had a, there was like a group of artists, but we also had a guest there at the time. And so uh, like we were talking about it for a little bit. And then I was like, well, the thing is, is that I'm not the one who knows that I'm the one who's learning on the show. Then later on, after the guest left, I was like, also, let me be clear. The show's about fucking cryptids. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, I love it. I was like, the reason I knew Van Meter was specifically because I wrote a porn about that guy. (laughs) Uh, The other day, I I made a new friend and we were hanging out and uh, we were just talking about our day. We met at a coffee shop and I go, what were you doing today? And I was like, well, you know, just doing some podcast editing, like podcasts. I was like. Do, 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 do. I was like, I was like, I don't know you well enough yet to know if like this is cool. So I just, sorry, I said it's you know it's something I just help out with every once in a while. It's not a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I was just look, you got to gauge your audience. Too you know? embarrassed to talk Here's the about thing, us. though. If if you told your audience your new friend, quote unquote, and they're like, I don't want to be your friend, then they're not the person for you, are they? For sure. No. And let me be clear. This is not obviously the friend's like decision or based on who they are, because I don't know them that well. So I can't make that judgment call. Uh, This was a Joyce only decision. They're perfectly sweet. I'm sure they'd be fine. But I was just like, I'm not ready yet. Let's see how good of friends we're going to (laughs) be before I start being like, oh, yeah, I talk about monster fucking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a. There's a difference between I'm embarrassed to talk about this and I'm not fully in the mindset to talk about this. We were also in a very public coffee shop that was not very big. And I was like, I don't want to talk about, you know, getting, you know, railed by Mothman in this tiny space waiting for my latte, you know? <laughs> like Siri makes fun of me for like, <laughs> I'll just fucking, I'll just be like, oh yeah, I have this podcast. Well, it's, it's about cryptids. You know cryptids? No? Okay. It's about monsters. You have monsters, to do the dance. You got to explain Bigfoot, uh, yeah. dance, blah, blah, blah. So, like it's about monsters and, and, um, and then porn about them that we read from the <laughs> internet. And I, I, like I get so much fucking delight from watching people like the roller coaster of emotions they go through as they're learning more about me. Sure. And then there is a joy to that for mm-hmm. sure. I told Siri's dad there was that was a whole thing. Cause I was mentioning that that was something I was working on it was a new podcast when we first started. Oh. And he was like, Well, what's it about? And I was like, Well, it's a <laughs> I was like, I need you to understand that it's a podcast that you should never listen to. Cause mm. if you listen to the things I say, which I'm not embarrassed that I say them, I just know that they can very, very likely make you extremely uncomfortable. Yes. And like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but it's about fucking monsters. (laughs) And his response was kind of like, Oh, cool. Like, (laughs) like, I mean, he genuinely is, uh, he's like really excited and kind of impressed by anyone who can break out into like today's, world of media and like the way sure. that functions like he he talks constantly about how he wishes he had known more about youtube in the early days mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's something that he would have loved to do 
I think he feels like he's missed the the window or whatever. Such a wild concept, but yeah, I guess I get it. It's kind of the whole point of social media is that there's no window anymore. Yeah. You kind of just throw stuff out there and sometimes it hits, sometimes it don't. Yeah, we ain't spraying chickens per se ourselves, but like... If you chuck spaghetti in the air infinitely, (laughs) eventually it will land and spell out Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how that goes. I think that's 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 totally the analogy. I think that's the old... (laughs) The old adage. Uh, Oh, shit. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Uh... Does this guy fuck? Yeah. God, oh, sweet. Ugh, yuck. Oh okay. I mean, it's great. I love that he you fucks. Don't want, you don't want them big long arms reaching across the room and tickling you? Just no. coming on in? Maybe that's the brain that it's tickling. Oh. oh I see. I see. All right. So what we're reading today um, is not about the brain tickler. No. Mm. Fuck me. It, yeah. Sorry. Um, that, that would be a hard one to find. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I, I, it is technically alien sex. All right. Technically. But. I want to write one for the brain tickler. I'm going to write one for the brain tickler. Oh, I man. want this. Okay. I want this to exist. We'll put it on Patreon. Okay. Yeah. I think one of the things that Jim and I were talking about is like, how do we classify this cryptid? Like, cause like no one has any idea. Like, is it alien? Right. Well, demon. You know, so we were just like, eh, alien, alien, demon, creature, creature. Yeah. Like, you know, some unclassified thing doesn't have a label. So we chose alien. Yeah. Yeah. It made the most sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this story I've had in my back pocket for a long time. I read it forever ago yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. I saved it because I loved it so much. So now we're going to read it. Coco, I sent. Uh, yeah, I'm just staring like absentmindedly at your tattoo. Some I don't know. I just disappeared for a second there. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me pull that up. Oh, my God. Every time that you send me like an archive of my own and that like shows me the like tags around it. I just lose my fucking mind. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's so good. Oh no, what's happening? Oh, it like jumped into the comments at the bottom. Oh my God, there's comments on here? Yeah. How have I, I've never spent any time on Archive of Our Own. I think you have to have a, a I'm pretty sure you have to have an account to be able to comment. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Also, I did not know, I'm not going to say it because I want you to say it, but I did not know that this was going to be. A specific universe of yep. fanfic. <laughs> Show that, is. That I know well. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I am a huge fucking nerd. All yeah. Right. This one's for all the nerds. Oh, this, is like, this is like OG fanfic nerddom. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like our horny nerds this out is there. The, the fucking moms of this like style of writing and horny writing that just like birthed an entire way of thinking. Oh, I love that we're part of this grand tradition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring it <them> back. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know who you want to read for, Coco? No. We have two characters. We do have two characters. Oh, oh my God. <sighs> <laughs> I would like to be Mr. Jim Kirk. <laughs> okay. Oh shit! <laughs> I just feel like you can do a Spock. I feel like you could do a Spock. All right, I'm into it. So this is titled Alien, and it's by C to Z, and that's S I T A underscore Z. Summary: Sex with Spock was different than Jim had imagined. <laughs> good thus far, I love it. <clears throat> you know it'd be good. 
I know. Emotionally attached to you through your mind. This is also a chapter one. I didn't, I have not looked at any other chapters, but oh. hopefully we'll get, you know, some more chapters in the future. Do a, do a mind meld on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> tickle your brain. Okay. Oh, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sex with Spock was different than Jim had imagined. Very different. For one thing, it was not happening. There have been touches that were intimate for Vulcans more so than humans. Fingers stroking hands, hands touching face, even in the darkness of Jim's quarters, hands running over a bare chest and clothed legs entwining. But that was it. Spock did the human kissing thing, but Jim sensed that he didn't quite understand the appeal. That to him it was mostly messy, wet, and strange tasting, particularly the time when Jim had chili for dinner. I feel that, honestly. Did you eat chili on the fucking um, Enterprise? You can eat whatever you want, baby. Yeah, they make the matter shit. Just like some space chili. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I'm just... Space chili. Yeah. Space chili. That's it. Yeah. It's literally space chili. I'm sure that other cultures have their own chilies. Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe chili was another alien on the ship, and there, Jim was just explaining that he'd just gotten done sucking... <laughs> Chili, you know, <laughs> eating out chili. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy! And the Vulcan kissing, as exciting as those electrical sparks, for lack of better description, didn't exactly get Jim hot and bothered. Spock had explained that he had no previous experience. No, there had been no intercourse with Uhura. There's had been and was a deep friendship that had feared towards romance once. But they had abandoned the attempt as it obviously didn't work. The thing was, Jim was convinced that Spock and he were sexually compatible. Those makeout sessions were incredibly hot, Spock's awkward kissing notwithstanding. But there was always that moment when Jim could hardly think straight anymore, aroused so much that it nearly hurt, when Spock would withdraw, put his shirt back on, the pants never came off anyway, and excused himself. Jim had a firm policy about not being the kind of asshole who pressured someone into something they were not ready for, and so he never protested. He wanted to let Spock set the pace, draw the boundaries, even if it meant that he and his right hand became very well acquainted. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure before that. Oh, yeah, he They didn't know each other. (laughs) Jim no spank McGee over there. Blue balls in space. (laughs) (laughs) Spock was no prude or late bloomer, Jim knew. He was not culturally insensitive, no matter what people might think. And he understood that Vulcan sexual mores differed vastly from human ones. Spock was 30 years old. Most Vulcans did not have sex until they were bonded. And that was usually around the age of 40 or 50. This had changed somewhat now that there were so few Vulcans left. Many decided to bond and reproduce at a very young age these days. What humans would have considered teen pregnancies. Mm, I'm getting now which Star Trek universe we're in here that we're throwing down that there's not a lot of Vulcans left. So yeah. this is the new the new Star Trek verse. So this is your your Chris Pine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Oh uh, yeah, I forgot that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. They did that reboot. Spock had no bondmate, however. Jim wanted that to change, but he sensed that it was too soon. For a Vulcan, Spock was experimenting, 
trying to find out how far he could go, what he liked. Jim was willing to be Spock's partner in this, without pressuring him into anything. Even if Spock eventually decided that a human male, this human male, was not what he was looking for. And yes, Jim was aware that he had it bad, even without Bones telling him so every other week. When Spock finally told him he was ready, he did it in a very blunt, Vulcan manner. To some it might seem amusing, but Jim knew how much it cost Spock to say the words, to go against his upbringing and culture in such a way. If it coincides with your own wishes, I desire to experience sexual intercourse with you. To someone unfamiliar with Spock's non-expressions, the Vulcan could have recited a chemical formula and would have sounded exactly the same. Jim, who had had more than ample opportunity to study his friend and lover's subtle signals, saw the sight flush on those high cheekbones, the nervous twitch of the lips, the way Spock wouldn't quite meet his eyes. Laughing was the last thing on his mind as he gently took one of the slim, cool hands into his own. Now the question is, do I do the like <laughs> the Shatner voice? The Shatner Shatner. voice. <laughs> That's a uh, very. <laughs> Okay. This is going to be super goofy. That's a very definite yes on my part, Spock. Oh, I'm I'm sorry to the person who wrote this because it's actually very sweet so far, and I don't mean to mock it. I'm just having a good time. (laughs) Please come with me to play in this playground. Spock finally looked at him his dark eyes unsure. You do not consider me brazen to approach you thus? No. (laughs) Jim said firmly, trying to convey his thoughts just how much he'd wanted this moment to happen. (laughs) I haven't made the first move because I wanted you to be ready. And you know I want to be with you. I hate it. I'm so sorry. You don't have to keep doing it. I, you know I want to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> no more was said. It was one of the things Jim loved about Vulcans. This Vulcan, anyway. There was no need for endless reassurances, empty exchanges that repeated what both of them knew. Vulcans did not lie, and they did not say what they did not mean. At least, Spock didn't. And he trusted Jim in a way no one else did, never questioning his motives, never trying to guess at a hidden agenda. It was a liberating experience. Spock saw no logic in undressing each other, so Jim got to watch as he methodically took off his uniform, folding it carefully and placing it on Jim's desk. There was nothing intentionally erotic about it, which for some reason made it sexy as hell. Spock was hot, a fact Jim had always been aware of, even when he'd been choked on a broken console or abandoned on an ice planet. That bitchy, pointy-eared bastard was one of the most attractive people he'd ever seen. He had that lean, Vulcan musculature that hinted at coiled strength and agility, skin that was just a little smoother than human skin could hope to be, hair that was just a little glossier than your standard human males, soft, bowed lips that made his angular face appear vulnerable, Eyes that Jim had fallen in love with a long time ago. You are very attractive, Spock said, without even a hint of laughter or playfulness, as one might have expected from a human. I am referring to your physique, as well as your character and integrity as a person. 
Nothing gets me more hot and bothered. <laughs> I don't know. If somebody said that to me pretty plain, I'd be like, all right. That's yeah. Sweet. I mean, I, I am someone who will pretty much like fall in love with you if you're kind to me. So yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Praise King. I'm in love with your integrity as a person. I'd be like, you're a sub, right? <laughs> I just want to be clear. Um, but I do have a praise kink, so keep going. <laughs> Thank you. Jim said he had learned to take the thing sock. Stock. Sock. Spock said at face value, rather than turning them into a joke to hide his embarrassment. I feel the same about you. It was a little awkward standing there without a stitch of clothing, exchanging phrases that felt stilted to Jim's human ears but it was also one of the most arousing things he had ever experienced. He took Spock's hand, aware that the gesture was a clear come-on to a Vulcan. Why don't we get comfortable? Spock followed his lead as they lay down on the bed, facing each other. They had done this before, but never naked, and it was different. Jim was half-hard already, as he'd been on other occasions, but this time he knew Spock could see him, and the knowledge added to his arousal. He put one hand on Spock's chest, feeling the firm muscles under his palm. Spock mirrored the gesture, beginning to explore Jim's body in a way that was very much him. Curious, unafraid, gentle. He stroked one thumb over Jim's nipple, raising an eyebrow when it became a heart. <laughs> I can just imagine the Spock eyebrow, the Leonard Nimoy mm-hmm. Spock. Yeah. Just like really strong eyebrow. <laughs> Super strong, quizzical eyebrow. Just one strong quizzical eyebrow as his thumb is on Jim's nip. And he always like did it really slow. He's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the slow rise. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> he stroked one thumb over Jim's nipple, raising an eyebrow when it became a hard pebble under his touch. Jim hissed softly as the sensation increased the hot pressure in his groin. That feels great. He did the same to Spock to no visible reaction. He did get a reaction by touching the two rounded bumps on Spock's lower back, that place where he knew the Vulcan's testicles were located. Spock? What? what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> on his back? Yeah. God, what I mean, a joy. I would not be surprised if that is a part of like direct lore from Star Trek, but I, I don't know it. I wish... Never mind. <laughs> Spock... <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy my testicles are not on my back. Well, like how much how much do they show? Is it like a human testicle but it's just on back there? <laughs> or is it just like little bumps? Little lumps. Little lumps. Little lumps. Little lumps. <laughs> my lumps, my lumps type of new <laughs> yeah. uh, meaning. Very new meaning. <laughs> my lovely little lumps. <laughs> oh shit. Spock drew in an audible breath as Jim continued stroking and gently massaging those elevations, which seemed to swell under his touch. He had moved closer to reach them, and his cock was brushing against the Vulcan's stomach, leaving a wet trail of pre-cum there. Is that okay? Jim asked quietly, when it hit home that he was literally massaging Spock's balls and nudging him with his penis. So much for moving slowly. It is a very pleasurable sensation. Jim could see that it was Spock. No. (laughs) I would hope. (laughs) Is this Spock? Oh, whoops. Uh Oh, Oh, it's Chili again. (laughs) Get out of here, Chili. (laughs) Jim could see that it was. Spock's face was flushed light green, his eyes looking almost black in the dim light. He wasn't quite panting, but his breathing had accelerated noticeably. 
And then Spock's hand was on his cock, and Jim almost came from the sensation alone. I wish for you to penetrate me, Spock said. Jim bit his lip. He wanted exactly the same thing, badly, but... Spock, is this your first time? Maybe save that for later. <laughs> There's pauses in here, and it, I'm reading it, and it ends up sounding like yeah. his cadence anyway, but it can get pretty intense. There are other things we can do. I am not referring to anal intercourse, Spock said, in his usual blunt manner. I assume you are familiar with Vulcan anatomy? At that, Jim allowed himself to really look for the first time. Spock lay there calmly, thighs slightly parted, unperturbed to be the object of his attention. Jim had known that a Vulcan's penis was sheathed and even seen pictures, but the reality was still another story. <gasps> oh no. They about to talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that actually in the, the story? It's, yes, yes is the next line. Keep going. Yes. Spock was alien down there, more so than any other part of his body. At first glance, his penile sheath had some similarities to a human vagina, a vertical slit protected by two skin folds. A closer look revealed the differences, the absence of inner and outer labii, the higher position, the slightly bulbous shape, indicating that there was a penis inside the opening. A penis that had obviously not reached an aroused state. Jim, Spock said, apparently sensing his dismay. You do understand that at this point in my development, I am not capable of experiencing what humans term an erection. An icy feeling spread in Jim's chest at these words, and he felt his own heart on dwindle. Are you saying, are you telling me you're a child, Spock? No, Spock said firmly. I am not a child, in the sense you are implying. I am mature and able to make my own choices. But I have not experienced my... my first pawn far. As always, the words came out reluctantly. Only when that happens will I be able to... expose my penis and become erect. But I am sexually mature. Very deliberately, it seems, Spock parted his thighs further and I am capable of experiencing penetrative intercourse. I am Hakiv Keshta. I don't know that. The Probably a Star Trek thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would think. It's Vulcan, but I, I mean, I, it's a made-up language. I don't really know how they would say it. The way he said it, Spock sounded almost proud, as if he had shared a wonderful secret with Jim. Jim had some knowledge of Vulcan, but the term meant nothing to him. Something to do with life? I'm sorry, Spock, I don't understand. I am a life bearer, Spock said. Oh my God. It is... <laughs> this is incredible. I All mean, right. you know what some of those uh, hashtags at the beginning were. Wah, 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 now I'm getting wah, it now. Okay. It is difficult to translate the term correctly into standard. I am male, but I am also in possession of reproductive organs, typically found in female humanoids. Only 19.34% of male Vulcans share this trait. So, when you say reproductive organs, do you mean a womb? As well as ovaries, Spock supplied. Three, in fact. Female Vulcans are in possession of four, but Hakiv Keshta have slightly different anatomy. Jim let those facts sink in. He'd heard rumors like most people had. Vulcans were so secretive about their sexuality that there were many tales told about what happened behind their bedroom doors. 
Jim had always assumed that the one about pregnant men was just human-made nonsense. It had seemed to, well, alien, which in retrospect made him feel stupid. The being, the being in his bed was many things, a colleague, a friend, a lover, his soulmate. But he was also very much an alien, product of evolution very, very different to his own. It was so easy at times to forget that. Jim? Jim looked up. Spock sounded unsure, and while he and while his face gave nothing away, Jim could sense that Spock was nervous about his reaction. You're beautiful, Spock, Jim said, meaning every word. May I? At Spock's nod, Jim reached out and put a hand on Spock's inner thigh, feeling that smooth, cool skin under his palm. Moving closer towards the sheathed penis, he stroked two fingers along the slit. It felt incredibly soft covered in fine, silky hair the color of Spock's skin. Spock sighed, obviously enjoying the sensation. Jim traced the opening with his fingers, then, feeling bolder, carefully dipped one finger inside. That okay? Yes. There was a hardness and smooth skin inside. The hidden penis that would have... The hidden penis that would only emerge during Spock's first ponfar... Jim rubbed it gently, eliciting another breathy sigh from the Vulcan. Lower. (laughs) Lower. Lower. Lower, bro. Jim wasn't sure for a moment that he had understood Spock correctly. When the Vulcan's hand closed over his, pushing gently, he realized what Spock wanted. There was that place beneath the penile sheath he had seen before. A small green opening, swollen with arousal and and wet with some kind of natural lubrication. Spock was quite determinedly moving his hand there, craving his touch in that place. Spock, is that... My... Smashit. Smashit? Your smashit? My smashit. My smashit. <laughs> That's my smashit. That means you're going to take your hand, you're going to smash that button. Smash that like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my smashit. Spock said, sounding breathless. Yes. Jim touched it carefully at first, then with more confidence when Spock began making very faint sounds of pleasure. He circled it with his thumb, feeling his own arousal return full force at the wetness on his fingers. Spock's legs were trembling slightly. Jim continued to stroke and caress the opening and finally slipped his index finger inside. Spock actually moaned. At that, Jim leaned forward and brought his mouth to the brought his mouth to the swollen orifice, stimulating it with his finger, stimulating it with his finger and tongue at the same time. He'd gone down on women in the past, but there was no comparison. Spock was very much a male, and his taste was male too, and alien at the same time. Jim felt the Vulcan shudder and almost came at the mewling sound Spock made when he slipped his second finger inside the opening. Jim... Jim lifted his head, smiling up at his companion. Spock's hair was must, lips green from where he'd bitten them, eyes glazed. I desire penetration. <laughs> Jim's mind was in a haze of arousal. I just want to say this to someone. So <laughs> I desire penetration. I desire penetration. <laughs> Lover. L- Lover. I desire penetration. <laughs> Lover. Lover! (laughs) 
Jim's mind was in a haze of arousal, but he still managed to formulate the question he needed to ask. Spock, are you sure? I don't want to hurt you. I am sure. I wish for you to proceed. Spock's voice sounded firm, and it was all the confirmation Jim needed. He crawled up between Spock's legs, using his hand to line his penis with a small opening. Pushing inside felt incredible, hot and cool at the same time, and unbelievably tight. Jim forced himself to go slowly, resisting the urge to bury himself inside Spock in one swift movement. Okay, Spock? Spock nodded, his eyes closed. You may continue. Jim did, pushing forward as gently as he could. Heat and wetness surrounded him, easing his way as he had to concentrate very hard not to come right away. He wanted to make this good for Spock. When he was all the way inside, he stilled, gathering Spock close. The Vulcan's arms went around him, their chests touching, and for a second Jim felt what Spock felt, the human warm body on top of him, Jim's breath tickling his neck, the combination of pain and pleasure that was the penetration. I apologize, Spock whispered. My shields seem to have slipped. Let them. Jim said. I love feeling you. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this person? This isn't the the Kirk I remember starting this story. I'm sorry. Kirk has been getting sexier as the story's going on. (laughs) I love feeling you. (laughs) I love you, he thought, but didn't say. They hadn't exchanged those words yet, and he didn't want to put that kind of pressure on Spock or himself. Slowly, moving together, they established a rhythm. Jim felt the heat building, and he knew he wouldn't last much longer. Then, Spock's slipping shields gave him another glimpse of Spock's mounting pleasure, and it was the doubling of sensations that finally sent him over the edge. They came together, Spock convulsing around him, his shields wide open and allowing Jim to feel everything he felt. The experience was so intense that Jim's vision turned black for a moment. When his... When his senses mm-hmm. returned. We've all been there. Just that full like <laughs> brief true. moment where you're just like, that's the, the petite mole. That's like the little death that you get. We just, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When his senses returned, he found himself lying on top of the Vulcan's broad chest. Spock hadn't shed one drop of sweat. Vulcan bodies were built to conserve fluids, but he was breathing heavily, his chest rising and falling under Jim's cheek. They were still connected, that wonderful cool heat surrounding him still. Tahila, Spock said. This was a most pleasurable experience. Jim smiled against Cox. He smiled against... Jim Spock's smiled against cock. Cox Cock on the chest of the of Spock. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How much cock is Spock's cock cock? <laughs> Spock's cock could cock cock. <laughs> Jim smiled against Spock's chest. I'm glad it was for me to. Oh, I'm right here. Yeah, I was about to say. Hey, all right. Well, I guess <laughs> nobody likes my voices. <laughs> I'm glad. It was for me, too. He had moved slightly, feeling himself slipping out of Spock. There was some kind of wetness there, more than he nat- 
There was some kind of wetness there, more than the natural lubrication the Vulcan's opening produced. Jim glanced down and felt his breath catch in his throat. Spock. There were green spots on the sheets and a green smear on his cock. Jim's stomach lurched, so he had hurt Spock after all. You, you're bleeding. A natural occurrence after first penetration, Spock said, his eyes half closed still. He didn't seem all that perturbed by the news. It is not the same for, or is it not the same for human, fuck me. Is it not the same for many human females? So, before we continue, (laughs) I'm just going to say that the whole, like, bleeding your first time thing is not necessarily, like, a normal thing. Like, it's not, like, you're not injured so much that you're like, but you really, you can use lube and not have that happen. It's just most people don't use lube their first time and they end up hurting themselves. Yeah, like, everybody's anatomy is different. So, I mean, but it yeah. does say many, not all, or... Sure. Uh, and actually, the there were comments down below of the story where they were, like, talking about that. Too, yeah. So. Well, it's just an important thing to talk about. Yeah. Is yeah. That our culture has accepted the idea that women are supposed to bleed when they have sex. And yeah. That's just not... That's not true. The hymen isn't real. It's made up. <laughs> I like, I'm just going to say that's what Jim said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but... Jim swallowed. I didn't mean to hurt you. You hurt me only to a negligible degree, Spock said. If I had not wanted what you did, I would have stopped you. The laconic statement made Jim feel better than any declarations of undying love, much as he longed to hear those. Spock was as straightforward in bed as he was elsewhere, and it was refreshing. He was telling nothing but the truth. The truth being that he didn't understand why his human companion would worry so much about a little blood. There didn't seem to be any cultural significance to the occurrence. Nothing like the deflowering that many humans made out to be such a big thing. Jim could just imagine the raised eyebrows such fanciful notions would earn him. Logical. He said, and smiled when that familiar eyebrow climbed towards the must hairline. Of course. Jim wasn't sure if cuddling was logical, but when Spock didn't object... He proceeded to wrap himself around the Vulcan, placing his head on Spock's shoulder. They fit so well together, in all things. Jim had no idea why this wonderful and often puzzling being had decided that Jim Kirk, of all people, was the right choice in a mate. But he had, and Jim wasn't going to question his luck. Or maybe he was. It wasn't his human nature to want to verbalize things that Vulcans left unspoken. And Spock had never, not once, asked him to be anything other than what he was. Spock? Yes. Why me? A moment's silence followed, then... Specify. Also a really dope thing to say during a conversation (laughs) with your partner. Then just be like, hey, what about this? Specify. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll keep that one. I mean, you must have had opportunities to uh, be sexually active before. People must have approached you, like, all the time. Jim felt a ripple of amusement, although Spock's face didn't change. Your estimation flatters me, Jim. I am not as sought after as you believe. However, there have been indeed... However, there have indeed been those who propositioned me. But you turned them down. Spock was silent for a second or two. Jim, 36.5% of those individuals did not consider my consent a significant factor in their intentions. I was able to deflect their attentions, sometimes through physical means. I am not sure this qualifies as turning them down. Jim experienced a surge of anger, 
but he couldn't say that he was surprised. There were enough humans fascinated by aliens, and not all of them in a good way. A young, handsome Vulcan alone in a sea of humans. It was bound to happen. Anyone who ever tries that again, I'm going to fuck them up so bad. (laughs) He didn't say it out loud, but a twitching eyebrow told him that his thought hadn't gone unnoticed. I assure you, I am quite capable of fucking them up myself, as you say. The dry tone made Jim laugh. I know you are. What about the other 63.5% though? Quick maths. (laughs) (laughs) Vulcans do not engage in sexual activity lightly. Contrary to what you may think, we do not judge species who do, but it is different for us. Sex for a Vulcan is only enjoyable if there is a mental compatibility with one's partner, and to determine this, we must meld with the individual in question. As you know, there is a strong taboo against melding with strangers or mere acquaintances. Jim thought about this. So the taboo is not about sex, but about the meld. Indeed. Bonded Vulcan couples, or those who intend to bond, engage in sexual activity as often as they wish. There is also no social constraint about discussing such activities in public. There isn't? Jim tried to imagine Vulcans happily exchanging bedroom stories and found that he couldn't do it. Jim, have you ever spoken about this to any Vulcan other than myself? No. I remember an incident when I attended a formal gathering on Vulcan with my parents. My mother was highly embarrassed by my father's forthrightness in discussing his sexual preferences with our hosts. Jim winced in sympathy. Ouch. (laughs) Indeed. She left prematurely, much to the consternation of everyone at the event. I was not familiar with human social taboos at the time and did not understand her reaction. How old were you? Fourteen. Any 14-year-old Jim knew would have died with embarrassment, but naturally, he was ta- he was taking the human point of view. Maybe Vulcan children found nothing awkward about their parents' sexuality. After all, they would not exist without it. So, basically I'm here because we melded and you found that we're compatible. Jim hadn't meant to sound so petulant, but the truth was that the idea stung. He'd been with people who only liked him for his looks, or people he only liked for their looks, truth be told. But he'd hoped that with Spock, there would be more. Not just a pretty mind, as they say. Jim. At Spock's serious tone, Jim turned to look at him. The Vulcan's dark eyes were open and unguarded, for once, and the expression in them startled Jim in its intensity. You are my chosen, and I would be your bondmate if you would have me. If you do not, that is your prerogative. I wish you to know, however, that there has never been anyone else to whom I have said these words. Jim swallowed. This was when he should throw himself into Spock's arms and kiss him, which Spock wouldn't really enjoy. But he couldn't. Some things were just too good to be true, cliche as it was. But why me if you could have Uhura or any number of other stable, normal, not fucked up individuals? Why bother? You are my Tahila, Spock said. You are the one I am drawn to because of who you are. Should I conceive, I do not wish for anyone else to be the parent to my children. If you conceive? Jim trailed off. Of course, it was stupid, really, that the idea should come as such a shock. Vulcan evolution hadn't generated those additional reproductive organs for nothing. It is commonly assumed that hybrids are sterile, and while it is true in most cases, my genes were modified after conception to make me Hakiv Keshta, 
The geneticists hypothesize that I won't be able to sire offspring, but that there is a likelihood of 76.3% that I am able to conceive and carry a child with my DNA. Jim tried to wrap his head around the idea. This, if nothing else, made him realize just how much he thought of Spock as a human, and just how mistaken he was. A pregnant human man was the subject of fantasy and misplaced humor. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Trans men exist and they can get pregnant, some of them. Yep. Just interjecting. You're right. Sorry, story writer. We love you. Yeah, yeah. Just so everybody knows, there are plenty of men out there who can get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A pregnant Vulcan male was a, rea- was a reality and an innate part of their culture. And the Vulcan geneticists had ingenuously used this trait to give a Vulcan human hybrid the chances to pass on his own DNA, which in fact might have happened already. Spock, we didn't use any protection. These days, no Vulcan does. Spock's eyes were calm. <laughs> Fucking raw dogging it. Raw dogging it. I'm Vulcan. Fill me up. Does this worry you? Jim was torn between admitting that yes, it scared him shitless, and feeling humbled at the utter trust he saw in Spock's face. Spock really was not worried about what might have happened. He had chosen Jim, and that was it. Carrying his child was just a logical consequence. I love you. Jim said, surprised at how easy it was, after the lengths he had gone to avoid those words in the past. To anyone. And to answer your question, yes, it scares the hell out of me, bondmate. Spock's face didn't change much, but Jim recognized a Vulcan smile when he saw it. I am gratified. Nothing more was said. Jim put his head back down, listening to the beat of a heart that was very decidedly not human, pumping blood through a body so very different from his own, giving life to an alien mind, with alien thoughts and alien understanding of love and loyalty. People said that interspecies relationships never really worked. It wouldn't be the first time Jim Kirk proved them wrong. The clap, the clap, 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 clap. They love each other. They do. I, I like that. I, I like the like the intersex kind of representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. I don't know. We, I don't uh, think we've done that yet. I also enjoy the very real like internal panic and and <laughs> thought process that has to go into both being super into breeding and terrified of children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just like, oh no. Oh no. I want to come in there, but it could have a baby. Oh no. I have to think this through. Oh shit. Safety first. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I'm so glad there's other holes. <laughs> All the other holes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many holes. Yeah. There's a lot of holes. The yeah. Vulcan hole machine. The Vulcan hole machine. <laughs> that's that's Spock's wrestling name. <laughs> I'm the Vulcan hole machine. Oh, Breed me. Shit. Breed me. Oh man. Breed me, Jim. Breed um, me. Well, Jim, I want you to breed me. <laughs> it's logical. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> is it logical? Would you have sex with Spock? Coco? Yeah, probably. Yeah. What? I mean, uh, as a a young young man growing up watching different Star Trek things, I can safely say, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the small child was like, Mr. Nimoy, <laughs> your voice soothes me. Yeah. Fair enough. Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Jim Kirk? No. OG Kirk? <laughs> yeah. No, not my type no. at all. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um but not literally. <laughs> uh, hmm. What about you, Jim? Spock, yes. Okay. Jim Kirk, 
In my younger days. <laughs> oh. In my youth. In my youth. I would have thrown down with Mr. Kirk. Yeah, you know. Toxic. Sure. Sure. Joyce? Spock, yes. Kurt, no. Okay. Hmm. No, Kurt. He's too, he's too extroverted for me. Too True, extroverted. yeah. Interesting. yeah but just, sometimes those extroverts come and they get you and they're like, come here, my little introvert. I love sure. You. Like if they are like, you know, they try to like help match your energy every once in a while. So you're not overwhelmed and stuff. But like also mm. like being an introvert and dating an extrovert is great because one of the things that comes up that's kind of problematic with introverts sometimes is that they like need space. Mm-hmm. But extroverts mm-hmm. want to go out. So it's just like, yeah, no, please go out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thank please you so leave. much. This is going to be great. I'm going to have a night in where I recharge and you're going to have a night out where you recharge. This yeah. is great. That is, oh. that is nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think no, the Jim Kurt regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Nobody likes Jim. <laughs> no one likes Jim. Um, <laughs> it's a new, a new spin off. Not you, TV Jim, show. but Jim Kurt. Jim, uh, not Jim. Yeah, no, I, my accent, it makes it really hard for me to differentiate the two because I try to tell people like, oh, my friend Jim. Yeah. They're like, Jim? I'm like, no, Jim. 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 I know. Southerners don't really do a very good job of differentiating between I and E, which is why we say pen, pen, 10, 10. It's hard. Can, can. Like, there's no, there's no, yeah. It's all the same fucking word does. These pictures are the same. (laughs) Yeah, they they are. (laughs) What would you call this? 10. What would you call this? A 10. Just get over yourself. (laughs) Sure. Oh, shit. Hey, thanks for listening. Obviously, special shout out to all those Star Trek fans out there. Yeah. What up, Trekkies? TNG's my shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are here. We, us, a podcast because of, you know, Jim and Spock slash fiction. We wouldn't be here without it. So it's true. They kind of started a a whole movement. Obviously, fan fiction existed before that. But like true. The kind of fan fiction that we get and the quantity of it comes from that like mom's watching star trek and being like i want to see them fuck <laughs> let them kiss. damn it let them fuck i need this please and just like getting into it and then sending it all to love shatner it. and nimoy i love this yeah hey you want to find all things laughs well look at our link tree which is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash laughs pod and that's l-a-f-s-p-o-d you will find our website uh, the most important part about that is our cryptic Cupid submission form. Do you write stuff? Do you write slash fiction? Do you know of some? Send it our way. We want to read it on the show, but it you know it should be a centered around monsters. Yeah. We uh, also will accept uh, new cryptid information. Ooh, uh, yeah. Actually, if, if we got something you... wrong or if we got something new, I don't know. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Updates. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Send a shit. Do you have a personal story where maybe you encountered a, a cryptid or a monster uh, ghost? I would love personal stories. Yeah, I will, I will read your story as long as it doesn't have something like horrendous in yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. That's going to make me well, sound like a bad person. Then now, horrendous, <laughs> not not like whore. Because whore, like if it's horrendous, then I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but like I'll read it. That sounds yeah. fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, you will also find our Patreon. We have four tiers. Uh, we have kind of a general sport. Good luck. Uh, we have a literature club. Uh, you will get notes and stories that we write. Uh, we also have a content club. You get all the other stuff, but you also get special bonus episodes and fan art whenever I turn them out. And then we have the booty pick of the month club. Can you guess what that is? You get a picture of a butt and or butts once a month, plus all the other tier stuff. 
Cool, cool, cool. Um, if you can't join Patreon, we totally get it. Support by telling people about us. Um, tell your mom, tell your dog. Someone told their mom. Someone they did. told their mom. We someone have confirmation that someone's mom listens to the show. So, yep. you know, more moms. Shout out to the moms. Shout out to moms. Your moms. gotta get horny too. Shit. Moms yeah, have been getting horny for years. They yeah. just don't know that we're out there. And we're we're find out us. there. Please tell your mom yeah. so that she can get horny with us. Yeah. yeah. Tell your mom and tell her to leave some stars, some reviews on any podcatcher of her choice. And if she joins our Patreon, I'll send her a photo of my ass. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, if you can't monetarily, you know, support us, like just get the word out or like leave, leave a review. We love that. Um, you know, we also have all the social media stuff. Uh, apparently we have a TikTok now that yeah jim started so cool cool um you know we have twitter hellscape and instagram and youtubes and all the other stuff you mm-hmm. can also listen to episodes you will find the way to do that on the link tree as well yeah um, or if you need to send us something you can also email us yeah we do have a which it is always funny. At gmail. it's what? always funny when we're like and if you you know you can go here to find different ways to listen to us and, it, and other podcasts do it it's always like but you're listening to me now. I know. I thought about that me. as I was saying that. Like, I'm like, just, if you hear this, you are you yeah. already know. <laughs> so like, you're here. You, if you want to keep listening to us, just keep using the thing that in, you're using in case, now. In case you <laughs> forgot how. Hit that subscribe button. Yeah. And subscribe. Subscribe to us and hit those stars and tell us we're great we and love how that cute shit. we are we and adorable it. and how sexy my I, voice is. I've never <laughs> read any of our reviews. I don't even know where to find them, but I kind of want to read them if no. we have any. Uh, no. We do have a few, but not much, but we, no. we do have okay. a few. No, right. We have star ratings, but we don't have a lot of Ooh. word ratings. Which I one's wouldn't. better? Is there a better one? It doesn't matter. Because okay. it, you, you're marking the stars either way. It counts towards us. It's just like if you <laughs> say something... It's nice for other people who are looking at the podcast. They can be like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. They, they're getting more than just a star. They're getting a like, one uh, of the reasons I love this show is because it's gross as fuck and it's great. <laughs> and I'm a stupid, horny little goblin. And I want to <laughs> listen to these stupid, horny little goblins Fair tell enough. me all about monsters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> watch the shadows, sweeties. Stay horny, babes. I'm a pumpkin. <laughs> I got nothing. It's okay. I got nothing. Spock, I, like, I want to come in your butt. Every time you start wrapping up the show and like I'm not fully prepared, I'm like, oh, shit. I was going to think of something. You know, editing, you could just like wait and think of something with your, your noodle. And then you can like come in how it's like really awkward where... You sound like super close to the yeah, mic, like yeah. closer than you are yeah. in the regular recording. Yeah, you think, can like... Sh- think. Hold on. I'm going to think of something good. Okay. I won't take you, your brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian Tickler, mm, I'm gonna take you that. Brian. I think that's what he would sound like. Yeah. He would sound anybody named Brain Tickler gonna sound like that. <laughs> oh, that's a mighty fine brain you got there. Oh. I'm gonna tickle the shit out of that. Brain Tickler, <laughs> are you are you still doing it? <laughs> come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Music's fully going. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs>